The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. One of the things I've realized is that there's so many chemicals in laundry detergent and the soaps out there. So I either make it myself, it's actually pretty easy, or I use my green fills. If you go to chantelrayway.com soap, I'll give you my free recipe for laundry soap. Or if you just feel like buying one that's really clean and not filled with tons of chemicals, you can get it there, chantelrayway.com soap. Hey guys, I'm on my way home from being on national TV talking about intermittent fasting and I'm answering the question, does intermittent fasting help you lose weight? Maybe you guys have tried intermittent fasting and lost some weight, but now you might just be stuck in a rut where you're not losing as much as you want. Well, I've interviewed over a thousand thin eaters and I've learned that intermittent fasting is just one of the tools they use, but there's so many more. There's nine other principles that they use to stay thin. To get out of your rut, click here to watch this free video. Hey guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to Kyleen Terloon, and she is amazing, and we're so excited to have you with us. Kyleen, tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is literally the longest title for basically saying I'm a functional health coach that runs labs on my clients. So I... uh, really started out years and years and years ago trying to figure out why I was really tired, why I was fatigued all the time in my mid twenties. I would have to come home and just like totally crash. And I was like, that's not normal. You know, I'm a pretty healthy person. I don't know why this is happening. And so I just kind of started being interested in, uh, in my health and starting to get blood work and voluntary testing done and things like that. And so that kind of introduced me into the health world. And then in 2015, I had a total physical crash and breakdown. It was about two weeks of what seemed like a chronic uh, panic attack, anxiety, intrusive thoughts, insomnia, couldn't sleep, crying all day. It was really, really scary. I was kind of almost about to commit myself to a psych ward because I didn't know, honestly, how I could really go on. It was a burden to myself and my family. I couldn't be by myself. My husband had to take off work to babysit me. If he couldn't do it, my mom would come stay with me. It was really um, quite horrible. And I went to the doctor twice during that time. And the second time she just offered me an antidepressant. And I said, I know that I'm not depressed. That's not what's going on. Something else is wrong with my body. I said, is there any way like we should test my hormones? Cause I had started listening to things, you know, like following different, uh, health gurus and listening to different podcasts and trying all these different things. And, uh, she said, no, if you're still cycling, then I don't see any reason to test your hormones. So I was really devastated. I was emotionally and physically exhausted at this point. So I ultimately ended up following my gut. I got some hormone testing with somebody that would do it for me, realized that my body was extremely depleted and in a major stress state and needed support. I got the support I needed, but it was really mostly a catalyst for me to just learn more. And uh, so I did. I just continued to learn. I got my uh, FDN certification, and then it just spiraled from there in terms of I'm such an avid learner, and I get continued education. I 
turned it into helping myself to helping other people. Cause once I started getting this information, I was like, Oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about this. And I really started making the connection that if I wanted to fix my hormones, I had to work on my gut and my entire lifestyle. And once I really started focusing on the gut, a lot of things started to uh, come into place. Wow. So what were some of the things that you did to fix your gut? So were you, when you say you needed to fix your gut, let's talk about what kind of symptoms you were having. Were you, did you have diarrhea? Did, were you constipated? Did you have brain fog? What, what was going on that was like, okay, I've got to fix my gut? So there wasn't any one thing that I was like, oh, I need to focus on my gut. It was more through my uh, certification. I learned that it was really, really an important piece. But then looking back over the course of about five to 10 years prior to starting this, I experienced a lot of symptoms. Before I went to college, I would have extreme abdominal pains to the point where I would have to leave work because I was doubled over at my desk and I physically couldn't function. Um, I would have... uh, Fatigue, a lot of fatigue was a big one for me. And so uh, I never thought that I would be somebody that would be able to get out of bed in the morning and wake up and have energy and be clear thinking and, you know, just get through the day like that. I was never, ever, ever a morning person. And that dramatically changed. My sleep cycles changed. My energy levels changed. My hormones started balancing. The hormone imbalances were something that I worked on for a really long time. And uh, I started to realize that usually that's a secondary problem to other uh, fires that your body needs to put out. And a lot of those occur in the gut, whether it's inflammation or parasites or whatever. So when I started going through uh, the program, because you, as you get certified, you become a client yourself to experience it. And so you go through different testing, like hormone testing, stool testing, food sensitivities, that sort of thing. And I was like, great, because I want to fix myself and I want to learn everything. And so through my stool testing, I realized, oh my gosh, there actually is quite a lot of work to do in my gut. I had already started the nutritional side of it by voluntarily going gluten-free without any testing. And that alone gave me, um, tremendous impact in my life. I, that was like a big one for me because I did start jumping out of bed in the morning when I was going to school for 8am classes that blew my mind. Never thought that that was a possibility. And, uh, you know, looking back, I realized how much inflammation that was causing. I loved bread. I loved, um, you know, cookies and brownies and all these different, you know, things. And the concept of eliminating it was actually my mom's idea. And I was like, are you crazy? Like, why would you do that? Like I actually had a blog about Oreos called double stuffs, not enough because I would pull them apart and make it like a quadruple stuff Oreo. So it was a big change for me. And that started the journey. And then when I started to get the testing, I realized, Oh, there's, there's quite a lot going on. I have multiple parasites in my gut causing inflammation. I have bacterial imbalances. I just had a lot going on and I was able to clear a lot of it up. One of the markers, and you're talking about energy and sleep and that sort of thing, and I had struggled with that. My melatonin was super low when I initially got tested. And you know, about 90% of that is created in your gut and regulated in your gut. And so as I began to work on these things and eliminate the parasites and the bad bacteria and those sorts of things, my melatonin, like almost, I think it more than doubled by the second test, just from that one round. So lots and lots and lots of symptoms and changes. (laughs) So what other things did you change in your diet? So you went gluten-free, anything else that you said, I'm just eliminating this and what, what, what kind of foods are you eating now? Yeah. So gluten-free was the first step. And for the initial phase of that, it really just meant swapping 
products. So I went from regular Oreos to, you know, gluten-free Oreos and that sort of thing. Um, cause I just didn't know anything else at that point. Um, so it was just an experiment, but then I saw such results. I was like, I need to you know, get into this. So I'd started listening to, like I said, to a lot of different, um, health podcasts and I started hearing more about paleo. And so I got a paleo book and I started to read about that. And I was like, Oh, this is the next thing that we're going to try. And thankfully my husband is super on board with anything I want to try, especially if it's in the uh, health world. And so he's like, okay. So we started kind of experimenting with that. And really that just, uh, switched us from processed foods, like swapping those Oreos to trying to either purchase or make uh, whole food uh, meals. And so now we make a really high percentage of what we eat. We don't do still go out to eat. We do our best and that sort of thing, but we do make uh, most of the food that my family consumes or it's in a whole food form, you know, if it's a snack or whatever. So that was a big transition. And then on top of that, we started adding food sensitivity testing, which um, for my son has been a a really, really huge thing. Um, So the first time I did a food sensitivity test, I gave myself about a year because I was working on so many other things, like the things that were showing up on my gut test, my stool test, my hormones. There was just so much. I didn't feel like reintroducing foods um, and potentially adding stress to my body when I had so much to think about. So I did take about a year um, with the first one. And then once I got two or three done, I started to see, you know, more long-term things. Wheat is a big one for me. So that's like a permanent, you can't pay me to eat it. That'll never happen. (laughs) Um, And then when my son got tested finally, because he had um, some chronic gut stuff going on and he kind of got old enough to mentally be okay with doing a blood test. And there was some crazy stuff on his, like onions were really, really high, buckwheat. So if you are doing like gluten-free pancakes when you go out to eat, that's a big one that you're probably going to get exposed to. So we really saw that there were some common things that he was eating. And once he eliminated those, um, he just started to feel a lot better. So we generally are what I would say somewhat paleo. We um, you know do eat rice and beans and things like that. So overall, it's mostly a whole foods diet. And then we do throw in some food sensitivity restrictions in there as well. So what is your favorite food sensitivity test that you feel like is the most accurate? You know, they all have their pros and cons. I don't feel like there's one single one that does every single thing that you'd want it to do necessarily. But the one that I use and I really, really like and have seen a lot of great results with is called an MRT test. It's the mediator response test. And so you'll see a lot of um, like single screens, like IgG testing It's like that one Uh, immune system reaction, the mediator release um, with your blood response should happen for multiple different immune system responses. So if there's an IgG response, it should show up as a mediator release. So um, it is quite uh, comprehensive. A lot of my clients uh, do see really good results from following that. Um, You know, like I said, there's never anything that's a hundred percent perfect. So I'll use gluten as an example. There are, I think about 26 different reactions that your body can have to that food. And, um, so not every single one is going to show up. So that's one example of something like on the mediator release test, even if wheat doesn't show up, that's one I'm pretty strict with my clients on. Um, but for the most part, everything else, cause it's screening for fruits and vegetables and meats, it seems to be really, really helpful and accurate to follow. Okay. And so let's talk about parasites. I know that you said that you had some parasites and I'm just getting more and more info about just how parasites are 
getting, you know, the, the number of people who have parasites. I've saw different studies. One said 70%, one said 75%, one said 80% of all people, whether you know you have them or you think you have them, you, you know, that large of a percentage of people right now have them. And it was funny because I have a friend of mine I was talking to, and she said when she was younger, she, for to make extra money, she was a, a fishmonger, which yeah. what they did is they literally took the fish off the boats and they would cut the fishes. And she said what they would do, she said, most of the fish had parasites in them. And all they would do is they would cut the fish they would open the fish up. They would just take, let's say they, she saw worms in them. They were instructed to just take the, the worms out, cut that part and put the fish, you know, the part of the fish that was good into, you know, I guess the bucket, like this yeah. is good fish. And when she said that, I don't, I think she said that to me, I can't even remember how long ago, but since then I'm like, I think I'm just going to avoid, she says she doesn't eat any fish at all. Since oh, that wow. job, she won't, she won't t- touch. Well, it. I mean, if you've had that personal one-on-one experience with that, that'd be pretty traumatic. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So she can't even eat one. She refuses to eat a bite of fish. I, I do love tuna, but I love raw tuna. And I think since then I've just been thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I love raw tuna, but I just don't, I don't think I'm going to, you know, go that route anymore. So what is your experience? What if, have you found are some of the symptoms for people, whether they see they have it? And then what tests are you doing to see if they do have it? And what are your best treatment options? Yeah. So, um, so you're right. A lot of people may not know that they have them. However, a lot of people that come to me to be clients do have a lot of gut distress. And so we're able to correlate a lot of symptoms. So uh, usually if you have a parasite, you probably also have some bacterial imbalances as well and overgrowth. Um, but parasites alone can do a lot uh, to your body to hinder gut healing. So they can cause a lot of inflammation. You, there are some parasites are actually intracellular. So if you think about um, kind of a lawnmower in your (laughs) gut lining, they can actually kind of like burrow in and out and cause a lot of cellular damage. So I mean, obviously that's not something that we want. We don't want cellular damage and inflammation. Um, A lot of them can cause constipation or diarrhea. Um, So it just sort of depends on, you know, what the client is experiencing, you know, what sort of uh, infection they have. If, is it, uh, you know, is it a long-term really, Uh, big infection, or maybe they're really, really healthy and they're keeping it in check a little bit. But one of the things that when you have parasite and bacterial imbalances, there's something called a biofilm that a lot of these bugs can produce where they basically, it's like a sticky spider web that kind of coats um, your gut lining and they'll kind of burrow in and live in there. And it makes them very difficult to target and it makes them, um, it's a very, a very good protection mechanism for them. So they can be antibiotic resistant and all sorts of different fun stuff. So when you are doing any sort of gut protocol for parasites, bacteria, that sort of thing, you want to make sure that you're busting that biofilm and that then you are also targeting those. Um, so one of the tests I like to run is called a GI map. It's one of the most comprehensive. I really, really like it. I've seen amazing results with it. Um, it does screen for parasites, bacteria, yeast, fungi, some immune system markers, some inflammation markers. Um, so it gives a, a lot to go on in terms of a very targeted protocol. Um, in terms of treatment, I always go with a natural approach. So 
when you have things like parasites and, and bacteria overgrowth, they can cause so much inflammation and damage to your gut lining. It's kind of like the perfect environment for food sensitivity. So those are two tests that are really great to go together so that you can eliminate the food sensitivities and target the gut bugs and kind of um, get the best opportunity to heal as quickly and as effectively as possible. When you talk about treatment protocols, there's a lot of um, herbals and botanicals that I would use. Um, one that I particularly love, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Biocidin. And it is a biofilm buster in addition to targeting pathogenic bacteria without, it's sort of like an antibiotic without killing a lot of the good uh, bugs in there. So it's actually really, really great. Um, there are some parasite herbals that contain blends of, you know, barks or roots or herbs that are known to be anti-parasitical. Um, so there are several things that you can combine. Um, obviously you want to do it under the supervision of a practitioner. I don't really like seeing, you know, 30 day parasite cleanses if you haven't, you know, necessarily uh, gotten a test to show that you even have one. Um, and then of course you always want to go with people's symptoms because, you know, we can't, we're never going to have like this ultimately perfect, amazing, spotless gut, right? Like it's designed to occasionally have, you know, different bad bacteria exposed to it. And maybe you do have a parasite and all these different things. And maybe you feel absolutely, totally healthy and you have energy and you have great sleep and you have great poop. You have no bloating, you have a healthy weight, like all these kinds of things. Maybe you have a parasite, but you don't need to get tested for it, you know, and your body um, is handling it. And I'd like to get rid of parasites. I don't really feel like our uh, our retesting is done until the parasites are gone, but you know, in the bacteria, maybe there's a few that are overgrown or whatever. Um, it's never going to be like a hundred percent perfect, but that's okay. Your body is designed to handle a little bit of stress like that. What we want to do is boost your immune system, boost your body's natural ability to heal. We want to make sure we're targeting the, um, the really bad, the really, uh, big pathogens. And I do throw parasites in there. And then once we get rid of those, just see how your body does and kind of support its um, nutrient status and things like that. Hey guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one -on -one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10-minute strategy call just to see if coaching is going to really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done, people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again and get the video course, go to ChantelRayway.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a great product that you absolutely cannot live without, and it's called Digest Aid. When you're stressed, you might not be able to produce as much stomach acid. And if you're eating a little more right now and you're stressed, you need help to digest your food. My Digest Aid that I created has enzymes that are capable of doing just that. It has both betaine HCL, not just HCL, but an enzyme pepsin that helps your body digest your food, which is really unique. And right now, all of our products are 30% off. Go to ChantelRayway.com, click on store, and get yours for 30% off. Just use the promo code PODCAST. I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing a ton of cooking lately. 
and I've been having so many new recipes. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipes to get the best kale dressing recipe you'll ever have, the dairy-free artichoke dip that you will love for completely free. I also want to give you my entire free smoothie book that has the best smoothies. One of the things that can help you lose weight is just to replace one of your meals with an amazing smoothie. So if you're eating two meals, just make one of them a smoothie. You can get my free amazing recipe book at chantelrayway.com slash free recipe. And our protein shakes are amazing as well. And right now they're 30% off. Go to chantelrayway.com, click on store and use podcast for the 30% off your protein shake. So one of the things that I guess is a lot of people don't realize that there's some weird, there's weird symptoms of parasites that I've heard people say. Um, and so I'll talk to you about some of the ones that I've heard people talk about, like grinding, teeth grinding. So if at night you're grinding your teeth and you may not know it, or you're having a lot of dental issues, um, waking up at night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rectal itching, uh, excessive sweating. Have you like, talk about what, talk about some of them, the most common. And then what are some of the other ones that are a little bit like you may not, cause like for me, I wouldn't associate teeth grinding and waking yeah. up at night as a yeah. symptom of parasites until I started learning about it. Yeah. I think, um, all the ones you mentioned, and I think that probably the two most common that I would see would be the energy disruption, the waking up at night. So people that have a second wind before they go to bed and they're like, why is this happening? And then the, uh, rectal itching as well. So those are pretty common. And I think people are just like, I think the rectal itching, actually people, I don't know if they Google it or what, but, um, they kind of associate that. They're like, I know something's wrong. Like, this isn't cool. And if it's like, it goes on and on and on and I can't, you know, I put creams or whatever, and it's not going away. they're like, maybe I have something going on. Um, but the energy thing, a lot of times they don't, they don't recognize. And, you know, when you think about what they're doing to your gut lining and your gut lining is responsible for absorbing the nutrients into your bloodstream. If you're not getting the nutrients you need for energy production, or, um, you're not regulating your neurotransmitters. And so you're having a lot of mood swings. I mean, there's so much that can be almost indirectly associated with a parasite just because of the damage it causes to the gut lining itself. And so, um, when your gut lining is not, functioning properly and it's damaged at a rate that it can't repair itself quickly enough, you're going to experience things like brain fog, like fatigue, like cravings, like nutrient deficiencies, a lot of things that are going to affect you on a daily basis. And you may not immediately associate that with, oh, I have a parasite. Um, But they do cause so much damage and inflammation. um, It's sort of like an indirect effect there. So what other kind of supplements or bitters or anything like that, that you suggest for people who have parasites once, if someone says, and what are some of the different types of parasites? Cause not all parasites are created equal. Yeah. Um, the GI map screens for a lot of them, one of the most common, I think that you would probably see show up is called Jardia. And I think that's because we can get it through our water supply. So one of the things that people don't always, um, think about with parasites is, uh, you know, they, th- they assume a parasitic infection comes from you. If you travel to Mexico or you travel out of the country or you drink, you know, crazy impure water, or whatever, you can actually get it from your tap water. Um, and Jardia is one of the ones that will show up a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of the others off the top of my head. <laughs> I think there's one called Blastosis hominis. And there's just a lot of different ones that you're just like, 
um, I, I kind of view them all as equal. I mean, obviously the ones that are intracellular and going to cause a little bit more damage to the cells, um, I guess would, you would consider them a little more um, important or, or, or damaging, but I kind of view all parasites on the same level in terms of if they show up on a GI map, I'm going to want to make sure I eliminate them. Um, there are different, biocidin is one that I would use across the board. It's going to bust that biofilm, like I said. Um, there's something called Parasid X um, is a, an herbal combination. There is, um, Amazon. I'm going to get the letters mixed up because there's one that's called AF and then there's one that's CF, <laughs> but there's a, there's a couple different brands that you can choose for parasitic and it kind of depends on what the practitioner likes. And, um, but you also want to make sure if you are doing a targeted gut protocol for different, um, parasites that you also, um, bring in things that are healing. So things like immunoglobulins, um, colostrum, um, making sure that you're addressing the foods, you're bringing in soothing foods, things like that. So it's, there's always, always a multifaceted approach. And I don't necessarily have like, this is like, if you think you have a parasite, do the, these three things. We need to see what shows up on the test because it's different for everybody. And then I need to know like, how, how are you feeling? What else is going on? Like, what are your primary concerns? And then we can put something together that's very unique for you. So as far as the biocidin, I know they have it in a liquid form and then they have the capsule form. What do you love about the biocidin? And do you like the liquid form, the capsule form? Well, I guess it would be a shorter list to say, what do I not love about biocidin? I love it. And um, that, you know, a lot of things that we'll do per person might be unique, but I will say just to be honest, it's one supplement that I use with every single client because it is so broad spectrum across the board, supportive to healing. Um, it's going to target um, bacteria and um, just a, really a plethora of any pathogenic um uh, thing that's going on in your gut, any sort of overgrowth, it's going to be supportive in the protocol. It's going to bust those biofilms, but then it's also going to target the bacteria and start to, you know, work. And I like the liquid particularly because you can titrate it very slowly. So you add one drop at a time. And a lot of people that come in that are really, really sick or are, um, you know, really um, mineral depleted or have experiencing for a long period of time can be very sensitive to supplementation. Um, even if you're not that depleted, but, um, you start killing off pathogens at a rate that is too fast for your body to detoxify them. You can experience something called Herxheimer effects. So you can experience, um, you know, fatigue and nausea and flu-like symptoms and things like that. We don't want to do that. We want to take it at a rate even though that's a sign that it's doing what we want it to do, we don't need you to feel bad through the process. So I like the liquid because you're able to titrate it very slowly, one drop at a time, so that if anyone starts to feel just a little bit off or a little bit, they can reach out, we can pause it, we can use some binders, we can start to titrate it up again, but we are really able to work it um, at a rate that is comfortable for that person. Um, the pills are nice if you're able to get up to the full titration dose and maybe you don't like the flavor. I've only had a couple people say <laughs> that they don't like the flavor. It is a little herbal. Um, there is a little bit of that taste. Um, and you do put it on the top of your tongue, not under the tongue and you swallow it. So um, for some people that taste bothers them. And in that case, if you're able to get up to at least five drops, you can switch over to the cap because the capsules 
uh, are equivalent to five of the liquid drops. So there are kind of pros and cons to the two, but I'd at least like to get you titrated up to a certain point um, before switching over to a capsule. But in terms of effectiveness, both are going to have the same level of, of effectiveness, whether you're doing the liquid or the capsule. Um, let's talk about vitamin C for just a second. Um, lately I've been just overloading on vitamin C. I have this one vitamin C that I'm obsessed with. It's called pure synergy, pure radiance. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it, uh, for the Amazon link that I love, but it's a hundred percent natural vitamin C from fruits and berries. Oh, nice. and it's, literally made with just dry dried fruit you know what i mean so it has like organic wild berries including camu camu and amla and just there's no added synthetic or absorbic acid and so i've just been really really especially with everything going on right oh yeah you know everybody is the perfect time to high dose your vitamin C. High dose. Like since this has been going on, you know, I'm trying to clean my gut, but just really trying to keep my immune system up. What, um, what do you find that is really kind of help other things that are helping people to keep their immune system up? Yeah. So, um, I love that you mentioned that has all the natural, like camu camu. If somebody wants to get a camu camu powder and put it in their daily protein shake, for example, it's such a high clean source of vitamin C and it's really good. Vitamin C is definitely one of the top ones I would recommend. Um, a lot of people don't know you can mega dose on it, um, in terms of just getting a lot in your body within the period of 24 hours without it having any sort of deleterious negative effects, except that it'll give you a little bit of vitamin C diarrhea if you hit <laughs> the highest amount that your body is willing to do. So if you hit, if you hit that um, level, then you're just going to have a little diarrhea. If you want to avoid- And this, this particular one, I love it because it, because it's all natural and it's made with organic fruits and vegetables, yeah. it'll help you go, but you're not getting, yes. you're not getting diarrhea from it. So I love Yeah. It. You can also avoid the, um, the stomach upset if you're doing like liposomal. So there's some good liposomal formulas out there like Quicksilver or I think Pure Formulas is another brand. I mean, you just put that under your tongue and absorb it. So it, you know, type depends on, you know, do people um, have good digestion? Are they able to absorb everything through their digestive system? Um, I'm, it sounds like the one that you're doing would probably be really highly absorbable. It sounds like it comes in powder um, and you, you drink it, right? Yes. So that would pro- yeah. So that would probably be a, a really good absorbable version. And then anything you put under your tongue, like was almost going to get into your bloodstream. Um, I hate to say it cause we just talked about it, but biocyan is one of the things I, I throw out at people. I'm like, man, you just need to keep this in your medicine cabinet. Cause if you start feeling sick, pop this sucker in there. Um, and so just, you can take it either for a chronic thing, like a gut protocol, or you can take acute doses. If you're feeling, you know, something like a sinus infection or a UTI, or you're just starting to feel a little off and you want to give your system a boost. I really, really like those. Um, you know, glutathione might be a little bit of an unusual one, but is uh, one of the body's highest natural, uh, antioxidants. And so, um, it is a really supportive one. I'd go for like a liposomal version of that as well. Um, but start slow just to see how you do with, I mean, always start slow with something, see how your body responds to it for sure. Mm. And then we have to throw this out there because while supplements are super helpful, if you're eating a super crappy diet, your immune system is going to be suppressed. (laughs) So make sure you're eating, you know, all the cruciferous vegetables, all the fresh vegetables are cooked or whatever works for your digestive system. Um, But make sure you're getting plenty of greens and berries and nuts and seeds and, and organic produce. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, this has been great. And, you know, I don't think we really talked about uh, just everything that happened with you with your health. So I'd love for you to share just at the end a little bit about your story a little bit more and what were some of the things that you did to help heal your body of cancer? Yeah, so uh, February 8th of 2019, I was diagnosed with nodular sclerosis Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I had already been in the health world for a few years, so I was really shocked. But one of the things as I started researching, uh, I discovered that I had had the lump in my neck for at least two years because I went back and I looked at my phone because I was like, there's no way that this thing just appeared overnight, you know? So I was like, let me look at pictures and see if, um, and you had to be turned like a certain way for it to show up, you know? And so it's not really noticeable. So I was finally able to find a few. And the, the earliest one I saw had been about two years prior to diagnosis. So I knew that this had been kind of coming slowly. And so then that made me feel like everything that I had been doing with my health, all the improvements that I had been making, had maybe slowed it down or even stopped it. And that God just let me see it when I was ready, when I had the right connections, when I knew enough about health to ask the right questions. Um, and so from there, from the diagnosis, I took time to think about it and to figure out exactly what I wanted to do because, you know, man, I'm a functional health coach. Do I do conventional treatment or do I look for alternative options? Like what, what's the best choice for me? Ultimately, what I did was I decided to uh, utilize conventional treatment because for my specific cancer, it's highly effective. Like it has like a 95% success rate, which is almost unheard of. So it's very effective. Um, I was in stage 1A, so I had uh, one tumor in one area. And um, the second opinion that I got suggested that I could uh, do conventional treatment for three months and then be done. And so, uh, I went back to my local oncologist and I said, this is what they recommended. And she said, well, that's not the standard of care. Let me call him. Let me review the research paper that he'd be referring to. And then as long as it's okay, we'll go with that. So I was really thankful that I got the second opinion because it literally cut my conventional treatment in half. So that's one of the things I encourage people is like, really be your own advocate, talk with your doctors, you know, get a lot of information, be your own researcher. But then I did, I was like, if I'm going to do conventional care, I want to make sure that I support my body any way possible. So I went into it as healthy as I possibly could be. And I hired um, a naturopath who specializes in um, integrative oncology. So Heather Paulson, and I recommend her to anyone that ever gets diagnosed with cancer now because I'm like, she was so helpful and so knowledgeable. She really was able to bring, you know, sure, I could have used supplements. I could have done my own research. But first of all, when you're going through treatment, you're tired. Um, secondly, you never really want to work on yourself. You just, you just don't. And third, I didn't have that cancer um, specialty. And she just knows the ins and outs of everything. So she knew exactly what supplements to put me on for the specific treatment that I was doing so I could protect my organs. So I went through ABVD treatment, which can hurt your heart and your lungs. So we were on specific supplements that did not counteract the chemotherapy benefits, but did protect my heart and lungs and other organs. Um, and I was on, I think maybe I was a big box of supplements, but you know, at that point I'm like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to protect my body. Uh, I was on like L-glutamine, um, a high, high dose of that, which uh, helps your uh, 
epithelial cells regenerate and replace, which um, chemo will kill all the fast dividing cells, which is why your hair falls out, which is why your gut has problems, all these different things. So we really did a high dose of that to support um, healing and regeneration. And um, yeah, throughout the process, I mean, you're never going to feel like amazing after a treatment, but I was really able to navigate it with as few side effects as possible. And then my recovery just seemed to be very, very quick. Um, and so I've continued to work with her after to monitor my hormones and, and kind of balance things back out after such a toxic treatment, but it was effective. I got three months of chemotherapy. I use an integrative approach and, um, I've been seven months in remission. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Well, tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Yeah, you can go to my website if you want to know a little bit more about my story. It's KyleenTerhune.com. You can follow me on Instagram at KyleenTerhuneFDN, or uh, you can follow me on Facebook. I have a business page, I have a personal page, or I have a private group page called Nutrition, hashtag Nutrition nutrition that works for you. So there's lots of ways to um, connect. I also have, for those who are diagnosed with cancer, there's a Facebook page called Healthy Through Hodgkins, where I do share encouragement. Because one of the things that I found is like, there's a lot of Hodgkins pages, um, you know, a few on Facebook and like support group type things, but it was really scary. Um, you know, people will post a lot of questions or pictures and you're, you all of a sudden start thinking, oh my gosh, is, is this scary side effect going to happen to me? And it, it's very difficult. You really have to protect your mentality when you're diagnosed with something like that so that it's positive and hopeful. And so I wanted to create a community that was that, that was encouraging, that was supportive. Um, so that's healthy through Hodgkins. And then the book by that same title is coming out in March. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayWay.com. We'll see you thank in you, a little Chantel. bit. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.